The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. I'm Leslie Marshall. Glad to be with you and back. Brad Bannon's in the house as well. He runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's also a blogger for EpicTimes.com and a political science lecturer at Salem State University in Salem, Mass. Brad, you with me? I'm with you, Leslie. I'm always with you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Let's go back to the calls. Before uh, the top of this hour and after talk media news at the end of last hour, um, we and we have a lot of cuts from last night's Democratic debate. And for those of you just turn, tuning in, we do want to hear from you and get your takeaways from last night's debate. We have ours. Brad and I have shared some of them. We're having all of you share. Uh, 8886-LESLIE is the number to call on Twitter. Follow me there, at Leslie Marshall. And we'll be uh, also playing some cuts uh, from last night. Uh, starting it out with Mildred in Santa Fe, New Mexico on line three. She's listening on KTRC, and we were talking to her at the end of last break. She's a Bernie Sanders supporter, and she was talking about her discomfort with uh, Hillary Clinton not releasing the uh, transcript uh, of or transcripts of her speeches to Goldman Sachs, and she was meant to, uh, touching on some other points, such as the war in Iraq. Uh, Mildred, thank you for uh, joining us uh, once again and appreciate it. Uh, let me ask you to your first point before you continue on, and, and, and please do feel free to comment on my point and Brad as well when Mildred's done. Um, you know, although a lot of people may be uncomfortable with Hillary Clinton's vote with the war in Iraq, um, I am, but when I look to the reason that she made it, she had a responsibility in the state of New York, which is the state that was attacked in the city of Manhattan on September 11th, to her constituency um, to deliver what they requested because they had delivered her senatorial seat by voting for her. And that's what she did. She followed the will of the people in the state of New York, who New York, if you look, just Google the uh, the polls in New York, then did favor uh, uh, entering uh, into and going to war in Iraq. And quite frankly, majority of Americans did. Unfortunately, we all did it. And I believe uh, Senator Clinton, her constituency and everybody who voted for that, whether a politician or an American via just a poll, um, based on a lie. And, And we know that now. We did not know that then. And again, as I said, her one vote would not, if she had voted no, wouldn't have changed that outcome. So let me ask you something, Mildred. If, in fact, your transcript were released, your, I can hear, clear, hear, uh, hear, uh, hear clearly, excuse me, jumping over my words here, I can clearly hear from you that you're a Senator Sanders supporter, you don't like her, you're talking about her tone and things like that. Um, what difference would it make to you if the transcript were released? It's not going to have you go, oh, I'm voting for her now, or I'm not, you're already not voting for her. So, in other words, as a candidate, what, 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 what benefit is it to her? She's not one the one claiming she's going after Wall Street, Bernie is. May I interject? Just to make public the speeches that she gave to Goldman Sachs and why just being um, transparent. Okay, so let me ask you you something. So to you, obviously, her speeches to that one organization matter. 
But to me, if we're going to have transparency, let's do it. I want all the medical records of everybody running. I want every single – I want all the minutes and transcripts of every meeting, conversation, interview, uh, and, and speech that everybody gave, whether paid or otherwise, that's running left or right, may, male may or I female. Say, may I say something? Goldman Sachs and Wall Street nearly tanked an economy. So when you receive vast amounts of money from organizations, they're not having you speak for them because it's something that they do not want to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear. And I want to make it brief about going back to the Iraq War. And first of all, Iraq did not invade the United States. I know and that. I, I said we I'm invaded the sovereign nation of Iraq. I never said uh, Iraq invaded the United States. Can, let me just finish going them. back about judgment. We're going to go back to 1962, Bay of Pigs. Kennedy went against the generals and Alan Dulles not to invade Cuba with the diplomatic talks between he and Khrushchev. They made a negotiation not to push further and stopped a nuclear holocaust. All right, that would have been devastating. I lived that in that time. What I'm saying is that you have to have the wisdom not to kowtow into pressure and go against your conviction. You have to do what is right. Feingold and Sanders did this. I don't think that the senators that voted or gave the authorization for war, because there was never a declaration of a war, that we should have ever gone into Iraq. Yeah, but the majority – remember, the majority of Americans at that time supported going into Iraq, and then when they found out they were lied to, they did an about-face, even, even Republicans. The people in Congress knew enough. You could learn that from Operation Desert Storm, the first round, with Iraq. And then we go in and invade. I listened to the news and the commentators, and I didn't believe what I was being told based on the first 1991 Okay, so so we uh, we get it. I have a show that I have to talk to more than just you, Mildred, so my point is we get it. We let you like Senator Sanders. You don't like Hillary Clinton. No, wait a second. I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton is all this or that. Right. All I'm doing are bringing out points on right, foreign right. policy. I, un- I understand, I understand. you want her transcripts released and you don't like her vote on Iraq, which leads me to ask you, so what do you do if she's the nominee in November? Well, we'll just have to see what happens. Okay, Brad, and I did want Brad to weigh in. Uh, Mildred, we appreciate your call and appreciate you holding and, and bringing out your points and your opinion, and, and we respect those. Uh, thank you for that. Brad, uh, do you have anything to say with regard to Mildred's comments now and at the end of last hour? Uh, well, the first thing I want to say is uh, I'm a Democrat who would gladly, enthusiastically vote for either Bernie Sanders Amen. Or, uh, Amen. or Hillary Clinton if they were the nominee. Um, you know, I'd vote enthusiastically for any of them. Uh, yeah, the uh, I, I think uh, Mildred brought up the Bay of Pigs uh, invasion of Cuba, and I think there's an interesting story there. Uh, when uh, John Kennedy uh, became president in January 1961, uh, the CIA had already had a plan uh, where they were going to mount this invasion um, of Cuba. Um, and his brother, Robert Kennedy's closest advisor, told him it was a big mistake. Uh, and despite that, uh, JFK decided to let the invasion go ahead. Um, after the invasion,
occasion, and I think this is very important to appropriate now, he said, that was the biggest mistake I'll ever make as president. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, I could, you can, I can, you know, beat up on JFK for bad judgment and letting the CIA go ahead. But on the other hand, uh, he was at least smart enough to recognize it and to admit he had screwed up. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that's definitely points in his favor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I agree with what some of Mildred I say I agree with Mildred on the Iraq war. Um, I think Hillary Clinton voting for that uh, was a major mistake. Um, I also think the fact that Bernie Sanders voted against the Brady Bill three times uh, and also voted against a bill that would uh, uh, take away liability for, from gun manufacturers for the destruction their product causes uh, was a big mistake. Uh, and if you look if you look just at the time Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders were in the Senate together, they voted the same way 93% of the time. And I honestly believe that there's, there's clearly some difference. Uh, and I, again, you know, Bernie Sanders voted against the Iraq invasion. Uh, Hillary Clinton voted for it. And I think, I think Bernie Sanders did the right thing and Hillary Clinton did the wrong thing. But the reality is, what drives me crazy is I, you know, I've seen thing on the web. Uh, I'm never going to vote uh, for conservative uh, like Hillary Clinton if she's the Democratic nominee, or that uh, she will be just as bad as Donald Trump. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, and the reality is, except for maybe gun issues, and you know, Bernie Sanders voted against the Brady Bill. She voted for the Iraq War. Uh, besides those differences, their voting records in the Senate are almost identical. And my thinking is, so why is this, you know, such an argument? It shouldn't be because they're pretty damn close. Uh, and I think the important thing is that. Democrats get together um, after we do select a nominee uh, in Philadelphia, and even before that, uh, and basically, you know, said the real enemy is Donald Trump. Um, I think Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. And I and, and I agree. And I agree. And I agree. Just because of time, we got cuts, and we got people. I, I love you. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Brad, but I I, I want to keep this moving. And part of the job with the name on the show is I got to be traffic cop. So here here's the deal. And I, I, I completely agree with you. One of the things that, and I'm in agreement with you, last night we didn't hear is Republicans. Attacks on Republicans or Donald Trump or Ted Cruz, uh, rather each other. Uh, not good. Not good for Hillary or Bernie. We talked last hour about Bernie's finest moment being with um, minimum wage, and some would say Hillary's um, was with regard to gun control. Here's to your point, a cut from last night's debate regarding that very issue. We're going to turn to another critically important issue right now, guns in America. Secretary Clinton, you've said that Vermont, Senator Sanders' home state, has, quote, the highest per capita number of guns that end up committing crimes in New York. But only 1.2% of the guns recovered in New York in 2014 were from Vermont. Are you seriously blaming Vermont and implicitly, implicitly Senator Sanders for New York's gun violence. No, of course not. Of course not. This is a this is a serious difference between us. And <laughs> what I want to start by saying, it's not a laughing matter. Ninety people on average a day are killed or commit suicide or die in accidents from guns. 
33,000 people a year. I take it really seriously because I have spent more time than I care to remember being with people who have lost their loved ones. So yes, we have a problem in America. We need a president who will stand up against the gun lobby. We need a president who will fight for common sense gun safety reforms. And what we have here is a big difference. Senator Sanders voted against the Brady Bill five times. He voted for the most important NRA priority, namely giving immunity from liability to gun makers and dealers, something that is at the root of a lot of the problems that we are facing. Then he doubled down on that in the New York Daily News interview when asked whether he would support the Sandy Hook parents suing to try to do something to rein in the advertising of the AR-15, which is advertised to young people as being a combat weapon killing on the battlefield. He said they didn't deserve their day in court. I could not disagree more. And finally, this is the only industry in America, the only one that has this kind of special protection. We hear a lot from Senator Sanders about the greed and recklessness of Wall Street. And I agree. We've got to hold Wall Street accountable. Thank you. Well, what about the greed and well, recklessness Senator. of the gun manufacturers and dealers in America? We're going to take a break. When we come back, Brad will get his take. But we want to get to you. I know you're holding impatiently. So hold on. And if you want to join us, 888-6-LESLIE, getting your take on the Democratic debate last night. Brad Bannon's with me today. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Friday. Don't go away. say that was one of, if not the finest uh, moments of Hillary Clinton's uh, night last night on guns. Brad, uh, to that point and to the issue. Well, uh, the uh, I think Bernie Sanders has the same problems on gun control um, that Hillary Clinton has with a lot of issues. Uh, Bernie Sanders, if you listen to any campaign speech, uh, he mentioned he talks uh, Loudly about the need to for gun control uh, to, uh, to to limit the epidemic of gun deaths in this in this country, uh, but when he actually had a chance to do something about it, he passed. Um, he did in fact vote against the Brady Bill five times, uh, and when the Brady Bill died, so did thousands of Americans who got killed by guns. Uh, and Senator Clinton is also correct uh, when the NRA's biggest priority uh, was to uh, make sure uh, that you couldn't sue a gun company uh, for the damage their weapons uh, cause. And there was a very good reason why it was such a big important for the NRA. They get millions of dollars from the gun companies every year. And when Bernie Chan- Sanders had a chance to step up uh, and vote, uh, 
to make the gun manufacturers liable, he voted against the bill. Uh, and, you know, I mean, as I said before, I strongly disagree uh, with Hillary Clinton's vote on Iraq. I think it was a major mistake. But I also think Bernie Sanders' votes against gun control uh, were a big mistake. And it bothers me now he's trying to pass himself off as a big supporter of gun control. And he wasn't. He hasn't been in Congress. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, to some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. And we go next to uh, Michael in the Bronx, Line 3. Michael, good afternoon. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Brad. Hey, Michael. Well, we got to get a few things straight, all right? Number one, that in regards to this vote for the Iraq War, I've said this before, that Hillary never, ever voted for the war in Iraq. On record, none of these senators voted for it. What they voted for was the authorization to go to Iraq to investigate to see if there were weapons of mass destruction. That was the argument that was presented, and then Hillary voted for that. But every single senator was duped, to say the least, at least every Democratic senator. If there was Republican senators that knew the... um, behind-the-scenes hush-hush details, that's another story. So I really think we would be unfair to Hillary to say she voted for the war in Iraq when she actually was on record with the other senators that having to vote for something else the way it was presented to the Congress floor. Now, what you say about Bernie Sanders, yes, that's 100% correct, that he blew it when it came to um, the Brady Bill, and then not being on board to have some kind of gun safety reform. And, yes, he did appear so quite angry when um, he was being, I don't want to say called out on it, but the thing is is that um, kudos for um, to the moderators, especially my buddy Errol Lewis, um, who is the moderator of New York One News. But what I'm surprised at is that, unless any of you can um, correct me on this, I thought that there was going to be some kind of um, rules or some kind of protocol set that the audience would remain quiet throughout. So, that, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's in a courtroom, not a debate. Michael, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for your comments. We've got to go to break. When we come back, uh, Brad, let's take some more calls and hear some more audio from last night's Democratic debate right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. He is Brad Vanden. Let's take some calls. We'll hear more clips from last night as well. Lots to chat about. Ready, Brad? Hello, Brad. I'm ready. Thanks. Sounds good. Let's go to Casey in Palm Beach, line two. Listening on TuneIn. Casey, good afternoon. 
Casey with us. Okay, we'll put Casey on hold. We'll go back. Let's go to Mike in Memphis, Line 5, listening on iHeartRadio. Mike, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Hey, Leslie. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Great. Great. You know, I was just wondering, you know, that, um, you know, when I listen to Bernie supporters, I mean, they're so vicious toward uh, Hillary Clinton. You know, it's it's kind of amazing, you know, for a guy, you know, when I was listening last night, I asked him how much money has he contributed to the Democratic Party. And uh, somebody, I, I think somebody said he considered zero sum, you know what I mean? And I'm just wondering, now he want to run as a Democrat, but yet he, he's not doing anything to help. Over these years, he hasn't done anything to help build the party up. And it basically seemed like they want to burn the party down, you know. So how are you going to have a political revolution if you're going to try to burn down the apparatus that you're going to use to try to get elected? Brad, I want you to weigh in on this because a lot of people would say that Bernie Sanders – Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He says he's a Democratic Socialist. He is an independent. Um, and a lot of people said that you know he ran as a, depend, uh, a Democrat with his – holding his nose, so, you, know, uh, you know, holding his nose when he did it all the way kind of thing. What do you say, Brad? Well, I agree on this one, uh, and New York is a good example. Uh, New York state law says uh, you can only get on – the ballot if you are a member in good standing of that party. Uh, and at first, the New York State officials said that didn't apply to Bernie Sanders because he is ran and won as an independent. Uh, so he had, Bernie Sanders had to fight his way to get on the ballot uh, because basically New York law prohibits him being on the ballot. But he got on anyway. Uh, but, you know, that bothers me. I'm a staunch Democrat. Uh, and Bernie Sanders, through most of his congressional career, has chosen uh, not to identify himself as a Democrat. Um, or, as uh, Mike said, to give money to Democratic uh, candidates and groups. Uh, so I have to agree with Mike on that one. Okay, thank you. Anything else, Mike? Uh, other, other, one other thing, though. You know, it seems to me that, you know, I just want to burn in supporters that are listening. What's the alternative? You give me a good alternative other than Hillary Clinton, then maybe we can talk. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Um, Are we going back to Casey, guys, or have we lost Casey? Okay, Casey, give us a buzz back and we can take you back. Must have had uh, phone problems. Robert's in Montana on line four listening on Progressive Voices today. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon. Hi. Wow, what an interesting program today. Um, First of all, I've got so many things floating in my head now, but... um, the first thing I, I would like to talk about is, uh, and Tom Hartman's been talking about this, and I think it's a, a, a kind of a coming to Jesus moment where he's realizing that us Bernie supporters are, and you guys just touched on it here, are not necessarily Democrats. We unfortunately have a two-party system, and that party, that two-party system forces us, if we want to get any kind of representation, into often holding our nose and voting for the least of the evils. Now we have a chance with somebody. I, I've been a voter my entire life. I'm almost 50 years old. I've been a, a huge political activist. And I wasn't even going to vote this year because Citizens United, all the money interests. I mean, I'm not fooled into thinking that our votes counted. But I think, and I know that a lot of people are feeling the same way. We now have somebody who is representing us, and we, we're funding him 
because he's representing us. I've never, I've never given money to a political campaign. I just, I don't have it. I'm a nursing student. Um, but I'm giving money to, to Bernie because he's the real deal. And I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. Um, so yeah, we're not all Democrats and we're fine with that because since the DLC has taken over the Democratic Party, it's been GOP light. And it so, may as so, well just so be let, called. Me, let, let me ask you something because I was an independent for many years and I got flack especially in my business and by bosses to pick a side and they meant Democrat or Republican. Um, but so, so let me ask you, what do you do then in November if your candidate, Senator Sanders, is not on that stage and it's Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton or Ted Cruz and Hillary Clinton? What do you do? I'm going to vote for Jill Stein because the environment is of premier importance to me. I'm uh, as a nursing student. I've studied a lot of chemistry. But you realize you realize you realize that the person you just said you would vote for will not win the election. So in other words, I you, know that. Right. Yep, so what I different? Do know what different? What difference but I have is to it? Vote my, oh no 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 no! You, you vote. Conscience. You should vote your your conscience. I just don't under to me. That's like just just from where I stand. I'm pretty. Uh, you know, although there are shades of gray in life, and I Hillary is not going to do what we need to do. Hillary is not going to do. Yeah, but what Stein we need isn't going to be president either. Right, Stein isn't going to be president. So if you give me a, a wad of money and I go to the to the to the um, horse races and bet on a horse that isn't even running, I'm going to lose all that money. Hillary's not going to do it either. Hillary's so not going to do what? what's the point? Hillary's not Hillary gonna do is what? not going to do what we need. She is not going to take the big steps that we need to take really? in order to deal with the environmental issues that we have. Okay. Do you feel that the environmental issues that we have are um, supersede the issues that we have with regard to uh, terrorism and people threatening Absolutely. lives of Americans? Really? Absolutely. And Bernie picked up on this, too, in one of the very first debates. They asked him, what is the most pressing issue threatening the United States? I'm not asking Bernie. Warming. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Do you feel yeah, that I, I'm saying that Bernie represented issue? my view? I, no, Bernie I, said that the most pressing issue... Right. So when you, when you, see, when you, see, ISIS, when you see ISIS on t- when you see ISIS online... Cutting off heads of Americans yes. or, and or, 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 or men, women, and children, you, you still think of climate change. When I was ex- what I was telling you is that in order to become a nursing student, you have to study a lot of chemistry. Ameri- chemistry my mother's a CRNA. My mother's a CRNA. My husband's an orthopedic surgeon, and I own a medical center. I, I, I know I know what you nurses go through. Okay. It's not so easy. So ocean acidification is not a joke. We need all hands on deck. If we don't have a planet to live on, who cares about ISIS, right? That's the level I guess of because people 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 who you know understand and I I agree that environmental concerns affect uh, affect us you know next year fifty a hundred years from now but we can actually do something to to stop ISIS now and then we could focus on the economy part. I'm not saying we have yeah, to do I one. I mean, as president, you should do all of it. You should I do see all the environment and the economy being completely related and completely. In t- um, completely oh, I don't disagree. Uh, I don't disagree that unit. the yeah, but ISIS is not part of the economy or 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 the environment. The Pentagon uh, issued the Pentagon issued a paper not too long ago where they also said that the environment was contributing to the issues in the Middle East. The, the Pentagon agrees with this. Uh, the the terrorists are not doing what they're doing because of fossil fuels or pollution or air quality control or climate change or global warming, and and that's a fact. They're doing it because they want power, they like carnage, 
and they're pissed off, and they can. Oh, that's, that's part of the story, but there's also the economic effects that are happening as, because of global warming. The Arab Spring didn't happen just because Arabs wanted to have more voices. It was because bread was $7 a loaf in Egypt. Yeah, but bread because is not bread is not seven dollars a loaf because of climate change. Bread is seven dollars yes, a loaf. For, no, it is not. Bread is seven dollars a loaf when we you impose sanctions. When we impose up. sanctions on other countries, I'm sorry, but you're wrong on this, Brad. Go ahead. Well, well you got to look it up. Uh, Robert said something uh, that I noted. Uh, if you look at what's happened in the primary so far. Uh, if you look at registered Democrats in states where there's party registration, uh, registered Democrats have voted very strongly for Hillary Clinton. What's happening is that independents, when they can vote in the Democratic primary, are supporting uh, Bernie in large numbers. And that's part of the problem Bernie faces because New York, independents can't vote in the primary in New York on Tuesday. You have to be a registered Democrat uh, to vote, and I think that's going to hurt Bernie because Robert's right. His support has been from independents, and they can't vote in New York State. And they also, if you go a week ahead, they also can't vote in Pennsylvania. So let me ask, uh, you, so let me, let, let me ask you, Brad, when, like you see, so people understand, when we see polls, are they of registered Democrats or are they of registered voters? For example, Real Clear Politics and the average, that's registered voters, including independents, correct? Not just Democrats. Uh, no, it all depends on the state. Uh, because if you're polling registered independents in New York, that's a serious error because they can't vote in primaries. Uh, and only registered Democrats, and, if you, and that's one of the reasons why Hillary has a 15-point lead in New York, is because the only people who can vote in it are registered Democrats, and they've been very supportive of Hillary. Okay, let's uh, let's take uh, some more calls, and we have some uh, cuts and things like that. Let's go to line three. Uh, Scott is listening to WNYY 1470 AM in Ithaca. Scott, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Um, first thing I want to do is correct something. I, I don't know how it got by or whatever, but um, you remember Lincoln Chafee when he ran for uh, president? Yes. Okay. So Lincoln Chafee wrote a huge editorial after the vote for the war. The guy is completely mistaken. There was a vote for mili- the authorization for the military use of, of use of military force in Iraq. Okay, that is that is not in contention. That was a vote. There were 94 uh, senators, by the way, U.S. senators, that checked out the national intelligence estimate to read about why, how, should, how they should vote before the, the vote on the war for Iraq. Six senators checked it out from the vault. Hillary Clinton was not one of them. That was the first thing that I wanted to point out. So wait, so people that are missing that, say it again. Okay. Not the whole thing, so, your last two lines. So there were there were 100 U.S. senators. Of 100 U.S. senators, six U.S. senators checked out the national intelligence estimate from the vault to read it before voting on the war for Iraq. The rest of them got briefed, which is lazy. If you're on the Senate Armed Services Committee, which Hillary was, and you don't read the NIE before you vote on the war, that shows poor judgment. She did, along with 94 other U.S. senators. Lincoln Chafee was one of... He was the only Republican who voted against the war for Iraq. The previous caller was completely mistaken. There was a vote for the use of military force in Iraq, and, and the guy's wrong. Okay. The other thing is, I want to I sh- show you something in a, in a totally different light. 
We have the strongest military in the entire world, like 10, 20, 30 times over or whatever. We have the infrastructure in, in place to fight ISIS or any other threat, existential threat or threat within, the, within our borders, and we have the infrastructure to do that. We do not have the infrastructure, and the rest of the world, in some respects, does not have the infrastructure to immediately respond to global climate change. It is a major threat. We have the things in place for the thing that you mentioned before, the, head, the cutting off the heads and all that other stuff. That's, that's kind of like the Don, Donald Trump rhetoric. We well, first of no, 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 no. First of all, to liken me to Donald Trump, I should just hang up on you, but I no, won't. No, 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 no. You just said we have the military infrastructure, and I quote you, to yeah. handle ISIS within our borders. I don't agree. Because if well, we had the military infrastructure to handle ISIS, with, you know what, sweetheart, my husband treated people from San Bernardino. I'm and I can tell you, provider. if we had the I'm military infrastructure to years. deal with ISIS within our borders, San Bernardino would not have happened. See, we do not have it. Somebody who served we do not have it. We do not have it. You want to believe that, that's fine. But we we're do going have with, the infrastructure. I have two children, and although I care about this planet and the environment, I am more concerned... When I get on a plane with them or go to a foreign country, then when they uh-huh. walk outside and breathe the air, or when I turn on my filtered water system and they have a glass to quench their thirst. Well, that we'll is see what my happens right. in the next 20 years. And that is my but, right as it is yours. But to, we'll ins- to insult me by years. likening me to Donald Trump, A, no. I'm not likening and, and, you to and Donald B, Trump. And B, ISIS is not just about military, because we have had, for example, we have had a CNN military analyst, Colonel Cedric Layton, who has had nearly 30 years working with special ops and joint chiefs and things like that. Um, And he has said it's not just about whether or not we can take ISIS out. Sure, almost anybody could carpet bomb a section, a caliphate, if you will, in Syria and do that. There's a difference between, you know, your goal, being able to achieve it, and how you achieve it. No, you're going to let me finish, sir. You're going to let me finish. You're going to let me finish because Uh, this this is necessary when we vote to have accuracy with facts. One, uh ISIS isn't just about cutting off heads. ISIS ISIS is involved in oil, which affects us in the world. ISIS is involved in radicalization through the Internet and through right. cell groups throughout the world that a military infrastructure in or outside the United States or even on an international level are not cracking and are not, and that's suc- go and on. Are not, are not successful, oh have not God. yet been successful at dismantling. So we could kill everybody in Syria, a little quadrant of Syria that is ISIS-held today – that doesn't cover the rest of the world, doesn't cover the groups that will come up off offshoot. And if the United States military were to take out ISIS, it doesn't cover the damage and retaliation that would come to us if we don't allow the Sunni Muslims to take out this terrorist Okay, you're never going to solve all of the radicalization problems that you mentioned. Understood. But we have the And you're never going to solve all the environmental. You interrupted me again. You, you just want to talk over me. No, but you tell me. You're, how, you're talking could over you, me. Could you tell me okay. how are you going to solve climate change in the next four years with anybody as president? It's not. You're, see, see, you just you just put on me that, I, that we're supposed to solve climate change within four years. It's not a four-year problem. 
but we had a U.S. president. I'm staying with facts. We had a, a president who, through two State of the Union speeches, said, we have 100 years, go look it up. We have 100 years of natural gas right below our feet. Progressives and actual real progressives and, and Democrats, independent progressives, do not, believe, do not buy into that. We don't have 100 years of fossil fuels. Sorry, he's wrong. And we are right. Okay, hold on, because we're going to take a break. I have no control over time. Uh, and we will be back with you, because when we come back, I need an answer from you, because we're running short on time. We have other callers. I got Brad. I got audio. I want you to answer me. What specific proposal does your candidate, who I'm assuming from the way you're talking, Senator Sanders have, what specific proposal that will pass a currently controlled Republican House and Senate or, which most likely will be the case in November, a Republican House and Democratic Senate, what specific measure will change what you are saying right now? Let's be, we'll be back right after this. Scott and Ithaca. Scott, uh, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Go ahead and finish up your thoughts, uh, Scott. But uh, okay. answer my question, though. Answer my question. Yeah, quickly, each each presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, will face the same difficulty in passing progressive initiatives. If Bernie Sanders would try to pass a cap on, uh, on fossil fuels, and also he probably would try to reduce the subsidies that are given to the fossil fuel industry. But each will face the same of trying to... V- very true. And we... There's something, see, we agree on something, Scott. However, okay. is there somebody who historically as a senator and then secretary of state who was able to work with Republicans and get more accomplished than the other? Well, a statement indirectly related. If John Kasich faces off Hillary Clinton, John Kasich will be our next president, guaranteed. John Kasich won't get the uh, nomination. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, th- not, that's, not, that's not impossible. Well, <laughs> Well, it well, it's, I guess it's not impossible that I wake up like you know with male genitalia tomorrow, but it's not going to happen. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate the call. Have a good weekend, Brad. Last word from you. Well, since it's come up twice tonight, I feel I should tell people exactly what was in the uh, Iraqi War Resolution. It was a very general statement that said uh, Congress authorizes President Bush to take measures he deems necessary uh, to uh, rid Iraq of nuclear weapons. Now, the flip side of that was anybody, everybody knew in Washington that that was a he wanted a blanket statement so he could start the evasion and i would argue hillary clinton is not a stupid person she is not naive she like every other senator knew that it was they was giving bush a blank check uh, to invade iraq uh, so i think she is liable on that issue uh, but it did not specifically authorize military force uh, did not specifically authorize anything it just, what, what about what about the caller's point that she was one of the people that didn't like you know read what she was voting for or would she have been briefed differently being on that committee than the rest of the congressional body well, it is true. As a matter of record, which senators actually looked at the secret report uh, because they had to sign in and go into a room uh, without any electronic right. devices, and uh, Hillary Clinton did not. 
All right, Brad, thank you. Have a good weekend. I'm Leslie Marshall. Mark and Andrew, thank you to you. Everybody have a wonderful week, and we'll be back Monday.